Welcome to EMG Transformations with Dan Stoll. Each episode will empower you to ignite your inner fire and provide methods to maximize your mental and physical performance. You never know how one valuable insight can make such a big impact. Please leave a five-star review if this episode leaves a positive impact on you. And don't be shy to screenshot and share episodes on social media that you find helpful so we can spread the message and make the world a better place. You never know who may need to hear and the impact it has on them too. We're only scratching the surface. There's so much more to learn. Subscribe and stick around to manage stress, improve your health, and create lasting lifestyle changes. Buckle up and get ready to spark your transformation with Nova Fusion. Welcome to EMG Transformations. I'm excited to feature my friend, Aaron Wexler. Aaron is an athlete, coach, and entrepreneur. He's the co-owner of West Coast Beach, which is a year-round youth beach volleyball club in Santa Monica, California. His podcast, Within the Game, features elite athletes to share their journeys and how the lessons learned in sports transfer into living an amazing, inspired life. Aaron's energy is atomic as he radiates light and positivity on those around him. And I'm so grateful to have him as a friend and to share this conversation with you guys. Thanks for joining us today, Aaron. Hey, man, thanks so much for having me, Dan. Uh, that's an amazing intro. I really appreciate those words and uh, happy to be here. Yeah, man, let's let's just get into it with this inspired living, inspired athlete, man. Like I've just we've been good friends for a few months, more than that now, um, being in the same membership and same community. And we always just hit it off. So let's start with your backstory, man. I'm interested to hear more about those experiences and struggles even that shaped you into who you are today. Yeah, happy to. And uh, shout out Craig Siegel. Um, for connecting yeah. us um yeah you know man where do I begin I, w- I always identified myself as an athlete I love sports I love movement um grew up playing baseball um wanted to be a dodger and I discovered volleyball and kind of fell in love with it and became uh, a volleyball player played at UCLA and uh, then a little bit on the pro beach volleyball tour and uh, now giving back to the next generation of athletes um, but yeah, the, man, I've been through a ton of struggles, right? I think, you know, I, I wrote about it in my book, um, the inspired athlete. So like that energy is the person that I, I always wanted to be the, the inspired athlete. And, you know, I, I, it was hard for me to get there quite a you know, to be, to be honest, right. It was hard for me to be inspired, you know, all the time and looking back on my, on my career and, you know, all the experiences that I've had in sport. There were moments of burnout. There were a lot of moments of burnout. There were moments of frustration. I've been through two knee surgeries, um, you know, both from both on, on both knees, really, uh, when I was at UCLA. And the second one really broke me, you know, mentally. Um, it just was like, man, it was so frustrating. And so if anyone's listening out there that has an injury or has been through injury, that that could probably be relatable because it can really can really throw you off track. 
Um, and that's what happened. And that's what happened to me. And and my second injury, I ended up having it my senior year at UCLA and and I and I left the team. And that was the year that they won the championship. And it really was crushing for me. So I went on a few years actually after that of just this bad energy, right? I was just in a dark place. I was feeling sorry for myself. Um, I knew I made a huge mistake. And um, yeah, and I had to try to get through that. So, you know, I did, I ended up pushing through that and I ended up going back to UCLA uh, as a volunteer assistant for the women's team and ended up experiencing a championship and, you know, getting through that dark period of my life was kind of transform transformative for me because that's the time where I really kind of delved into spirituality, visualization, um, this whole mental aspect of sport and the game. And um, yeah, so it's kind of a long winded answer, but that's, that's uh those are some, those are some, you know, background stories of my bigger story. <laughs> yeah. I mean, a few things stuck out the burnout and the victim mentality. And I don't think you said that necessarily, but it kind of sounded like that's what you were in after that second uh, surgery and that injury with your knee. And it's like, well, everything's happening to me at that point. Like this is out of my control. And, you know, I was in the same place when I got diagnosed with Crohn's disease, had my entire colon removed. It's like, everything's against me. And it's like, how do I get through this? So I'm curious for you, what pulled you out of that mentality and to want to go and contribute more and, you know, get back on things? Yeah, it's a great question. You know, I, looking back on that time in my life, um, I wanted to win so bad, you know, I just remembered, and I still want to win. I love winning. Winning is, you know, is a great feeling, but I remember, you know, looking back on that time and I just, I wanted it so bad. And I remember like having my ego, my, now that I'm aware of my ego, my true self, which we can talk about more. I remember my ego was like pushing me so, so hard to like win and like prove there was this big thing about proving to other people, you know, either that they were wrong or that I was right or that I'm a winner and a champion, you know, and and knowing what I know now, it's just kind of silly that I had that, you know, experience. I think a lot of uh, athletes kind of go through that where you're trying to prove something to someone or even to yourself um, rather than just kind of, you know, love and cherish and be grateful for and appreciate the moment and your body and you know what you're doing and your opportunities that you have which i think is the the real the true champion approach you know so yeah i mean man you know it, it's such a blessing to look back at that time in my life and to actually appreciate that time in my life now you know speaking of appreciation because i did learn so much even you know, even though some of those experiences weren't, you know, desirable, you know, I think everything happens for a reason. And I'm actually really grateful for all those things. Yeah. So what looking back now to connect the dots, this is just like on the spot. What was one of those big lessons that you learned from that experience and that transformation? You know, like you mentioned, the hell victim mentality, you know, I, I remember um, being on the team and be and feeling so frustrated that there was always a like another player that was better that came in right <laughs> it was just so frustrating and that's all pretty much all team sports there's always a new guy you know there's always someone better that's coming in for the most part and i just remember like getting frustrated at that rather than embracing that 
And I, I, I kind of wish I could go back and just be like, dude, embrace this. This is awesome. This is this, you know, you'll be able to push yourself to new limits rather than, you know, being like, why me, the coach, you know, the coach, the coach, the coach, right. You know, it's like this outward energy, like pointing fingers, you know, it's, it's someone else's fault. So I think the biggest lesson that I've learned is like that appreciation. It's like, and I talk about this in the book too, like gratitude is the first level, but appreciation is the vibe, right? The vibe of, of just having that uh, energy all around you, inside you, outside you like that. It's, it's almost like a glow, you know? Um, and so, yeah, I think that's kind of one of the biggest things that sticks out is just being you know, like so appreciative of everything, even the bad stuff, even the dark stuff, like appreciate that because that can, that can actually act as fuel. Mm. Yeah. I always talk about transforming that pain into purpose and, you know, that pain truly is the fuel and, you know, just like switching your perspective on things like that sense of duality that really changed my life. Like when I'm in the fire and then everything just flat out sucks. And it's like the world, yeah. I keep saying it, the world's against you because when you're in those moments, that's what it really feels like. It's like, unless you have that strong support system, like it, it's hard and like our negative thoughts start to get the best of us. And we need to do something to shift out of that and the gratitude and appreciation I can't think of anything better to do that because we can't think of like a positive and a negative at the same time, you know? So I'm curious, yeah. like, is appreciation, this was like a question from the book when I was reading, is appreciation the first step in manifestation? Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It is. I want to actually share a quick story about that because, you know, back during that time when I was at UCLA, I partied. I, you know, I was, yes, I was on the team and, you know, um, was very grateful and appreciative for that, but I was, a, I was a party guy, you know, and I got in trouble, you know, I got in trouble, um, um, with alcohol and, you know, that experience actually helped me to break through from the party phase of my life. I ended up, um, I ended up getting a job at a local yoga studio. And I want to share that because what I did in that moment is I was like, you know what? I, I'm tired of this party scene. Obviously, I got in trouble. You know, something or the universe maybe is telling me to shift, to make a change. And I I was kind of like dabbling into yoga because it really helped me physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually um, ground. It helped me ground. You know, it helped me like stop pointing fingers, stop looking around so much. Let me look back into myself and let me like commit to my own personal growth. And that practice was transformative, you know. Um, and so I went to a yoga studio and I got that job. I just wanted I was just at the desk, you know, just and I really wanted to be surrounded by a different energy. And that was very, very helpful in that moment. So going back to your question about appreciation. Yeah, like that that practice of be, of surrounding myself with the the kind of energy that i was really attracted to which is this calmness this peace and this inner wisdom right yeah it absolutely translates into manifestation because what that does is it starts to attract people things opportunities that are in line with what you want which is that manifest manifestation 
Yeah, living in alignment. It's almost like the reticular activating system. When you really plug yourself and you get clear on what you want, having clarity, that's also very important. We start to just start seeing things as opportunities come our way, but we're really just more alert and more aware and in tune of what we really want intuitively. So I think like the more we can get clear on that, the more we're going to see all these options and opportunities out in the world. And then we can take that bold action to really step into that. So I love that you're sharing that. And, you know, something that I'm also curious about is like, just before we get too too into this conversation, like what is inspired living mean to you? Like straight up. Love that. Thank you for asking that. And thank you um, for being interested, right? Because, yeah. and it goes back to, it goes back to alignment. You know, I love that word alignment. And to me, what that is, is vertical alignment. And I'll just share what that means to me. Vertical alignment is like your connection with your heart, your feet, the ground, your head, the cosmos, all just aligned, right? And so inspired living to me is living in that alignment and remembering who we really are. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. And when we are inspired or in spirit, we can really tap into that energy and allow that energy to manifest in the here and now, in the human experience, right? Because that's what we're here to do. And inspired living to me is the goal, right? Because we, I don't know if we can get there all the time, but I think it's something we could shoot for all the time. If we can remember that that's like, hey, you know, I, I want to get to that. I want to be in that vibe. I want to, you know, in all that we do, even walking down the street, can I be in an inspired living right now as I walk down the street or I go into the grocery store? And it's kind of also, you know, radiating love and light like a lighthouse. You know, I really like that um, that image because a lighthouse just radiates, right? It just radiates light and it rotates. And if we can do that as human beings with our energy, I think that's part of inspired living. And I think it's the goal, you know? Um, if we can stay on the trajectory, if we, if we can stay on the pathway to that energy, I think, you know, everything around us can shine, right? The way that we shine. And it's kind of a reflection and it's a back and forth. Yeah, I love that. And something that's actually really interesting that I found in your book is we were talking in uh, Los Angeles before I even read the book. And I think you asked me like inspired living or inspired athlete, like what that means to me. And the first thing that came into my mind was love. Like what does being inspired mean to me and just loving what you do, being in that state. And as I'm reading your book, again, I haven't read your book before we had that conversation. And I see that the first block in the pyramid is love. So can you just like expand on that a little bit more and like why why that is the foundation? Mm, great question. I mean, I want to give a little context for the pyramid. So uh, yeah. at UCLA, um, outside on the on the gym and basically everywhere you look, there's the pyramid of success. And the pyramid of success um, was created by legendary coach John Wooden. And it's it, it's basically... Um, it's a staple of the UCLA culture and brand, right? And the very top of the pyramid of success is competitive greatness. And it's worked for him. It's worked for teams and the whole brand of UCLA because UCLA is one of the top championship uh, brands of all sports, 
right? Uh, they're kind of always in the finals in, in many, many, many sports. So that pyramid is painted on the outside of the gym. So when you walk into the gym and even when you walk out, you look at it all the time, right? And it's just kind of, it, it be, almost becomes a part of you. Yeah. And so the, the idea of competitive greatness at the top of the pyramid, again, is a great champion mindset. And I, I resonate with it for sure. I agree with it. But I think what happened to me is I was like, is, is that the top? We just want to compete and win. Okay. All right. That's cool. You know, but I don't know if that's the top for me. I think it's close to the top. I think that idea of inspired living for me is the top, right? Because that's the, <clears throat> that's the vibe that I want to have all the time, you know, um, or I want to shoot for that. So going back to love, John Wooden, in one of his last interviews before he passed, uh, someone asked him about regret. And he said, yeah, I, I do have a regret. I regret leaving out love from the pyramid. Mm -hmm. And I remembered, you know, hearing that and I said, okay, all right, well, I'll, I'll just, I'll just put that as the cornerstone um, in my pyramid, you know, not to compete with him at all, but just to kind of pick off where he left, you know, and just to help pay that message forward, you know, because he was all about love. He really was. And, um, and so that's where that came from. And, you know, and, and my take on love is that love is, love is the ultimate vibe right that that's the vibe that's that's what life that's what life's all about the force of creating life is all about love and right now in the world more than ever we need to radiate and share and talk about love in in not just the cute way i think the idea of love and even self love it's been cute it's like a nice thing to talk about and to like think about but I think we more than ever, we really need to like really get into it. And, uh, and the last thing I'll say about that is like the vibe of love is like intense when you really sit with it and you really think about it. It's almost overwhelming in a beautiful way. Right. So if we can start to tap into that overwhelming, beautiful, like soup of cosmic love. And we can tap into that and start to share that in our creative ways and even in business or interactions or podcasts, you know, then I think we can create a ripple effect of more love. Mm, I love that. And it really like goes with my message, uh, inspire kindness, like every act that you can do, do something that, you know, betters the world, betters others around you, leaves more love in the world and just overall leaves it a better place than you found it. I think at the end of the day, like, that's a, a good uh, thing to remember just as you're going through your daily life and just, yeah, share that kindness, share that positivity, spread that light because the world needs it right now. And who is, who are we to like deny someone of that and not express and give that to them at the same time? It's like, it's always flowing around. So, yeah. you know, we all, we all need that. And it's something that, you know, as athletes, I think we need to love ourselves a little bit more too, because we get so tough on ourselves when we don't hit that result or that goal or that expectation, our self-worth can really tank. And then it becomes this downward spiral. So how do you still love yourself throughout those failures or when you miss the mark? You think of the sun, the sun shines its light unconditionally. It doesn't ask for anything back. It just shines its light. It just provides light. And that's what I like to do when I think about how to shine my light and how to give myself love and how to send love, 
that's actually a skill that I wish I learned back when I was uh, growing up. And I'm I'm paying that message forward now, which is like, just send love, right? Don't don't just send love and ask for love back. Just send love. Just give right? it away. <laughs> just give it away, right? And that is a beautiful message because the, again, going back to the sun, this is just a, a a metaphor, but that's that's what it does. So we can learn from nature. I, I'm I'm um I was an environmental studies major at UCLA. I love to study what's happening around us, right? So that we can we can kind of learn from nature and then apply it in our own way. Yeah. And I can definitely see that with you with the Zen and the yoga and just, you know, that calm energy. And even uh, in person, like you really taught me about that grounding and just getting out there, doing that appreciation, getting in tune with the earth and the sand, the dirt, like just really appreciating that and feeling it too that's the thing like we can think all we want but when we tune into our senses and really just be and exist like that's where these divine downloads come that's where the healing comes from that's where these inspired thoughts just hit us like lightning and we got to go take action on that so it's it's so good and i'm glad that you're sharing this with us today because I haven't, I don't know how many conversations I had about love on here. So it's great that we're sharing that message and it's for wellness and performance. It's a key component for all of it. So this is amazing, man. Yeah. And you mentioned grounding. I mean, I, I want to speak on that for a second because um, if I was listening to that and I was like, well, what, what does that mean? If I wasn't <laughs> like into, into spirituality and, and all these things. Grounding to me, it goes back to that vertical alignment, right? It creates vertical alignment when you ground with nature. I'm so lucky and so appreciative and so blessed to be able to be in the sand almost every day here in uh, in California. But wherever you are, if you're listening to this and you're like, okay, oh, let me let me see if I can try this grounding thing. All that means is, you know, take your shoes and socks off and get barefoot in nature. It can be grass. It can be, it can even be dirt. It can be anything in nature and just stand and feel that connection, right? That's grounding on a physical level. And then on a on a spiritual level, it's feeling connected, like literally connected yeah. to the ground and 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 understanding that, you know, you can put your roots down and like like just imagine this, right? This is just imagination, but Imagine that your roots go down into the ground and you feel that connection and you feel strong. It's like it's almost like a strong tree that has all these roots that are going down in the ground and that tree just stands. Right. And that's kind of what I mean by grounding is like. Take a moment, you know, take a moment to just feel that connection. And you, what happens for me when I do that is this overwhelming sense of love. It, right. And it, it comes from that grounding. And then from that place, then you can go out and take inspired action and like do the things, you know, mm, that's so good. And it really does come back to the place of like setting ourselves up for success and doing the inner work, whether that's grounding or healing the inner child, addressing those traumas that have been lingering and holding us back, like all of these things it really comes from a place of healing and overcoming that so we can shine and be our best self for the world and make that contribution and give back like yourself. So it, it's so good. And, you know, something that I'm 
I want to actually dive into it since we're getting a little bit more spiritual here is mm-hmm. what is that spiritual ascension that you were telling me about mm-hmm. at the beach? <laughs> yeah. So, <clears throat> so the spiritual ascension pathway um, is, it's kind of just a, a fun idea, but I'll share it with you right now. So I'm going to speak about it in the masculine, but there, it can also be for the feminine. So the first level of spiritual ascension is when you're a boy, right? So from a boy, then you become a man, right? And then when you're a man, the next level from that is to become a king, right? When you're a king, that's that's kind of when you like set up your kingdom or in business or, you know, your family, like you, you become a king, you set yourself up. Once you become a king... And this is all my belief, right? I'm not saying this is right or wrong. This is just something to think about. Then you can become a hero, right? So like what a hero would do is, is you have, you became a man, became a king. And now everyone's kind of looking up to you because you're, you're doing something, right? You created this kingdom and you're like going for life, right? One person that comes to mind right now is LeBron James, right? He, he became a king, he even calls himself the king, right? And and now, now he's basically becoming a hero, or he already is a hero, right? Lots of people look up to him from there, right? A lot of people stop in the, these levels, right? They're like, yeah, it's great. I'm done. I did it. I think there's more levels. So from hero, I believe you can become a wizard. So what that means to me is like, you really understand your manifestation powers, right? Maybe through that ascension, maybe you were manifesting all the time, but when you become a wizard, you really are aware of those manifestation powers and you start to manifest things outside of your kingdom, right? And you really start to share that message with others and you, and you show them and you have this wisdom about you, right? And it's kind of a quiet wisdom, right? And then after that, I believe you can become a sage. Now, a sage realizes that throughout this whole ascension process, the idea is to give it all away, right? You can't take all this stuff with you as we go to the next realm. You got to give it away so that other people can follow in your footsteps or at least be inspired by this ascension pathway. And the last part of this is a little funny, but I like to share it because I think it's a fun, um, it's a fun thing to talk about which is the top of my ascension pathway, which is galactic traveler. So once you become a sage and you give everything away to the human experience and, you know, you move, you move on. I think the goal is to really travel the cosmos, you know, and, and we cannot become galactic travelers if we're not peaceful, if we don't have love. Um, Again, this is all my opinion, but I think the galactic traveler is the goal right and you you have all this love inside of you and you you've realized what inspired living is and you're you've given it all away and you can become a, a part of the galactic dance man that is a special concept and you know the reason why i really like it is it gives us these like these milestones and almost like targets and mountains to climb and it's like okay i'm I'm a man now, but I want to build my kingdom. And you were telling me too, like there's different ways to build a kingdom, just like there's different ways to get to success. You could either, you know, cheat people, lie, do all these things that are shady and, you know, not good character, 
or you can have the good character, build strong relationships, provide value to people and build a kingdom off of integrity. And you're going to both still have these kingdoms that look pretty nice, but which kingdom do you want to have? Which type of people do you want in your kingdom? The good people or the shady ones? And so like all of these things, it's like really like a moral compass almost to me. Yeah. And, you know, finding your way through that. And that's like, okay, well, where am I at today? Where do I want to be? Maybe we don't all want to be galactic travelers. Maybe we just want to be like a wizard or a sage and just give it all away and just make this massive contribution. Like we're all going to have like different points that we want to be on this ascension but just the fact that there is different ascensions and there's different points that we can get to i think that's the exciting part of it totally and, and i'll just share one more thing which is the biggest most influential best piece of advice i've ever gotten and i'm going to share it with you and your listeners right now one of my very good friends told me very early on in my life. And I didn't get it at first, but now I get it. And it goes to what we just talked about. He said, Aaron, and his name is also Aaron. Shout out Aaron Felton if you listen to this. He said, Aaron, it's all up to you. Period. And I was like, what? What's all up to me? He's like, everything. It's up to you. It's up to you. Right. So like this whole idea of, of you know, spiritual ascension and like creating a kingdom and like, having an inspired living and or being a, you know, a lighthouse of love and light or all this stuff. It's up to us. It's up to us. We get to choose, you know, where we live in a free will universe, you know, and going back to my experiences at UCLA and like the injuries and getting in trouble and like, it's all up to us how we deal with those things. Right. And so like, you know, conversations like this, I think really push us to challenge us to say, okay, well, if it's all up to us, well, I can choose a different way. I can choose. I can choose. It's so empowering to remember that. It's such a simple concept. But I, like I said before, it's the deepest, most influential piece of advice I could share with anyone because that was shared with me. I'm paying that forward. It's up to you. Whatever just happened at your job, up to you how you're going to respond to it. Whatever's going on in the world right now in, and sending love and blessings to the Middle East because they need it right now. It's up to us how we respond to it. We can live in fear and disappointment about it, or we can just send love, like we talked about earlier, like like the sun, right? We can do that. It's up to us. We get that choice. So I just wanted to make sure that I, I share that because that is actually kind of the main message of the inspired athlete, right? It's up to us to choose that energy, which I believe is within us all, whether you you think you're a competitor or not, or an athlete or not, the inspired athlete is within us. It's up to us to let that energy be evoked. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that because that is such a a valuable point for all of us to remember, not even just today, but like, you know, three months from now, six months from now when life strikes, like that's such an important concept to remember and go back to as life continues to unravel. And it really is like you versus you at the end of the day. It's these choices. Who do you want to become? And you know, even like just um, like controlling what you can control. That's been the biggest thing. Like we're talking about the biggest life lessons that impacted us. That's what impacted me the most. Like there was so much beyond my control, even with an alcoholic father. I couldn't do anything about that. But you can just look at the positive or what can I do in this situation to make things better for me or even better for him? Like, 
what can I do to just make things better? And when you just think in those types of terms and you have that choice, knowing you have that choice, it can make the rest of your day that much better or vice versa. You can go down this other path and it turns into a bad day, a bad week, a bad month, bad life, maybe. So, you know, it really does come down to that choice and making sure that you do choose positive, choose the right people to be around you. If you're surrounded by the wrong people, it's going to be hard to make the right choices. So, man, it's such an important concept that I'm glad that we're diving into. You want to say something? Yeah, and, well, yeah, to respond to that, I think there's three things, the three things that come to my mind right now that we are in control of at all times. One is the breath. No one else controls your breath except for you, right? Number two is your attitude, right? You can choose where you're going to be attitude-wise, right? Whatever's going on around you. I like to call it unconditional, being unconditional, where the conditions around you don't matter. I'm going to choose that unconditional love. I'm going to choose the inspired athlete. I'm going to choose the inspired living. I'm going to choose the lighthouse of love and light. And then the third thing is the is the trajectory. Where am I going? Yeah. What, what trajectory am I on? Right. Which which definitely has something to do with part, you know, the the the, the second thing I said, which is your, your mindset. But sometimes we forget where we're going, even if we're on a good mindset. So that's why I said three things. I think we can also remember and choose and be in control of what direction am I headed in right now? You know? Yeah. Yeah. One hundred percent. And, you know, something I also wanted to ask you, since we're talking about you versus you and controlling what you can control, how much of life and performance even is mental <laughs> mm, mm. well so you versus you i want to slightly adjust that um because that that immediately puts yourself into a competition um mm. and while i am a competitor um i don't want to go through life in a competition with myself i'd rather be in unity with myself uh so let's unpack that for a second what do i mean by that I believe that there's there are two voices in our head at all times. Um, and I write I talk about this in the book. There's strong voice and weak voice. That's a kind of athletic term, because if you're ever in weak voice, weak voice is like, I'm going to lose. I'm tired. This sucks. That's all like weak voice. Strong voice is like, I got this. Let's go. Um, I'm going to win. Right. So like that duality. But to go even further than that, I would say that. At all times, we have our true self and our ego. Mm. So the true self would be like, man, I'm a I'm a warrior of the light. I'm a spiritual gangster. <laughs> I'm a being of love and light. That's part of the cosmic love and the and the soup of limitlessness. I'm a part of that. And then the ego would be like, man, I just want to make a lot of money so I could just set myself up. And just take care of myself and that's it or man i just want to i just want to beat that person or i, I just want to prove that i'm right and they're wrong like that's all ego stuff so i'm not demonizing the ego a lot of uh, you know you might hear that a lot these days i actually appreciate the ego because the ego is there to protect you right um let's say you're in trouble a bear's coming at you the ego is going to help you fight and survive so the ego is fantastic but what I'm what I'm getting at here is to say it's not you versus you. It's not the true self versus the ego. It's both. The true self is there at all times. Or like I'm a big Abraham Hicks 
a fan and Abraham talks about your inner being. To me, that's your true self. Um, your ego, like I said, we is there to help you survive and protect yourself. So what I like to say instead of you versus you is to say, is to become aware, right? The awareness of like, am I operating for my ego right now or my true self? Okay, cool. I'm operating for my ego. Got the awareness. Got it. So now ego, I don't need you right now. I appreciate you, but why don't you go chill out over there for a little bit? I'll come back to you. My true self is what I'd like to access right now. Even in this conversation right now, I feel like I'm accessing my true self, right? Because I'm aware of those two things. And so later, maybe in the <laughs> in a tournament, when I'm playing a beach volleyball game, a little bit of my ego is good, right? Because I want to beat my opponent, right? So I wanted to clarify that. I know I rambled there a little bit, but I, I don't like to say you versus you. I like to say your true self and your ego working together in harmony, right? And then I think that's a better access point to the idea of inspired living. Yeah, I like that a lot because duality and yin yang, there's actually this big misconception that they're separate yin and right. yang, but right. they're actually together as one. And it's they're always there together and always both forces, you know, when there's good, there's also bad and vice versa. And just like when we're in times of our true self, our ego is still going to be there. It's not like we're shutting it off or eliminating it. It's still there, but we're just quieting that voice a little bit. And then when, you know, situation comes, life, you're in a competition or something, it comes up a little bit, but it's not yeah. getting out of control. We're still keeping that balance and that harmony, yeah. but that's what it is. It's like, it's the yin yang and both of them combined. So, and I love that you use that in your Nova Fusion logo. And I love that. I, I'm so attracted to that, to that idea of light and dark and ego and true self and that duality. Um, you know, I, it's, it, it's a big part of this life experience. And and just real quick, um, quick story. You know, I, I went through a very, very challenging experience um, last year. It was very dark. It was actually a very dark point in my life. And with the help of, I call them my team, but um, I, I, was be, I was able to access my angelic team through the help of somebody. And they said that that, that experience, that dark experience was actually there to help me grow. And so I would just offer that to anyone who's going through a tough time right now, who might be listening to this and was like, what the heck is this guy talking about? And all this stuff, it's like hokey, right? Because I might think of that too. If I was going through a really tough time and like facing some dark stuff, it's there for you. If you choose to look at it like that, it's part of your growth. What can I learn from this? How can I grow from this? You know, thank you for the, whatever whatever's going on, right? Thank you. It's a good starting point to thank it. Now, how can I like be better as a person from this thing? It could be an injury. It could be depression. It could be um, it could be anything. It could be loss. You know. But I think everything that you and I are talking about today, Dan, is EQ, emotional intelligence, and and how to use these feelings because they're all feelings um, to help guide us. The emotions are the guidance system. Yeah, they really are. And, you know, it's, it comes down to how we're feeling, too. It's like we got to tune into those emotions and those feelings, but also not let them get the best of us and learn to, you know, manage and have that intelligence, like you just said. And, you know, that comes through experience as well. Like we have to kind of go through the fire sometimes to understand who we are and get those experiences. And, 
you know, it really does come down to the questions that we ask ourselves, like you were saying. So instead of like, why is this happening to me? Like, what did I do to deserve this? You know, what is this teaching me? What is this setting me up for? You know, how is this going to make me stronger and better? You know, just shifting the questions that you ask to a more uplifting, positive, knowing that like, yeah, I'm getting more resilient. I'm stronger. I'm growing. Like having that mindset, that growth mindset, that can really carry you through the storm and getting through that. So I I love that we're touching on this and, you know, go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry to interrupt, but one of the, I wanted to share these two questions with your audience that have really helped me over the last specifically last couple of years in my life, but over my whole life, the two questions that I ask myself on a daily basis now more than ever is who am I and what am I here for? <laughs> and you can fill in the blanks, right? You can take yourself on a little adventure answering those questions, right? Um, but those two questions have drastically helped me with my decision making and my trajectory on where I'm heading. So I just wanted to share that. Yeah. And that's something I'm actually getting really clear on. It's like, what are my core values? I'm thinking like personally and for my brand as well, like as I'm continuing to grow and I want to, you know, bring on team members, like what is the culture that I'm creating here? Like, what do I want to attract here and create and like build the kingdom? Like you're saying, like, what type Mm -hmm. of kingdom do I want? And I want that built off of excellence, integrity, duality, wellness, resilience, like all of these things that grow and, you know, make us become better and just high character. Like that's what I'm striving for. And that's been a question that I've been asking myself for, shoot, probably a few years now, not every day, but I keep on coming back to it and refining that and getting more clear. So, you know, that's, that's also like taking inspired action and like living that inspired life, like in alignment of who you are and who you want to be not having that like lack of clarity or that burnout because you're doing things that just aren't even who you should be or who you should be doing. So, you know, I I just wanted to share that because getting clear is some of the, some of the most important things that you can do in life because it sets you up for everything else. Every decision you make, it's going to be based on those values or that goal that you want to get. So yeah, it's super important. Yeah, man. Awesome. So, man, I'm I'm reading your book and I get to the end and I see Kobe Bryant and that really mm-hmm. touched me as well. And interesting fact is I actually I got your book on Kobe Bryant Day. And during that whole day, I was out at the lighthouse at Lighthouse 24. So whatever reason, like the universe put me in that position. And I just wanted mm-hmm. to talk about that and give him a shout out, the legend. Um, you know, what has Kobe Bryant done for you and that Mamba mentality? Like, how has that impacted you? Oh man, I'm so glad you asked about Kobe. I mean, he was my favorite athlete growing up. You know, I had a poster. It was it was Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant, you know. And I had a poster of him in my room and and just you know, I watched every Laker game I possibly could with my dad and was inspired by his journey. You know, not just his journey, but like the way that he approached the game was so cool, right? Yes, he had the athletic ability to create the excitement and wow the crowds, and and you know he he had the he had that look in his eye where he was ready to take over the game, and that you know again the ego likes that, right? Because or my ego likes that because I'm like, oh yeah, I got that in me too, 
Um, but then it was also on top of that, it was the the way that he was able to um, shift, you know, his career after he finished uh, playing basketball. And I also want to touch on the injury too. You know, when he when he blew out his Achilles and he he was like, man, I'm not going to be defined by this. And he was able to rehab. All that stuff was so inspiring. And then he won an Oscar after, right? And he shifted into, you know, um, basically, you know, being a, a, a filmmaker, right? And and being creative. And a big part of my idea of, of the inspired athlete and inspired living is creativity. And so he was able to embody that, you know, he put out a book to the Mamba mentality. I mean, he was just so, he, I believe he, he went through that ascension, boy, man, king, <laughs> wizard. Right. I believe he was getting into being a sage. Right. And he was starting to give it all away. And he was he was going on a bunch of podcasts and going on the late night shows and and was talking about his journey and and in, and really inspiring people through his words and his experience. And not every champion does that. There's a lot of champions that just win and just get quiet and sit back and be like, yeah, look at me. I'm a champ. And that's cool. Um, I mean, I'm not demonizing them or, or putting them down. You know, we all experience winning in our own way. But I just really loved how he, he was giving back. He was even coaching, right? He was coaching um, his kid, his kids, you know, and coaching other kids and like really giving it away, being a sage, you know, and RIP Kobe. I believe he's now a, a galactic traveler. Yeah. Yeah. He's watching over all of us right now. And, you know, it's he, he's truly impacted my life for the best way possible. Just his approach, his demeanor, his character um, on and off the court, man. Like you, you can, st he was like a student of detail and yeah. you know, that's something yeah. that I picked up from him as well. It's like, I, yeah, I would study. I'm a basketball player. I would study him on the court, but I'm also looking at him off the court. What's he doing there? How's he preparing? What's his recovery? Like, What's his training like waking up at 3 a.m. in the morning? Like yeah. there's so much that goes into it. And, you know, even if like we're talking about the inspired athlete here, like these are things that you can take into your career, your relationships. You want to get that raise, wake up an hour early, hit the ground running, like do some things that are a little outside your comfort zone. Stretch yourself a little bit. Kobe, he was doing that. He was stretching himself every single day. He was maxing out his potential every day. But he also had the flip side. He would rest and recover. He would spend yeah. time with his family. He made that a priority. And so yeah. all of those things, it's just like, wow, like that's that's the type of man I want to be like straight up. And so, um, yeah, rest in peace to the legend. You know, he's still here, galactic traveling around, yeah. uh, watching over L.A., man. So it's uh, he was a. Uh... And he and he was number one on my interview list of people who I wanted to interview, yeah. and he still is. I've I haven't taken his name off, you know. So maybe one day I'll I'll be able to connect with his energy at some point. There was a quick story that I'll share. Uh, when I was at Santa Monica High School, um, he was he was on the rise, right? He's he's a couple years older than me, but he was on the rise, and and everyone knew his name, and everyone was like, "Man, it's going to be the next you know next big guy, right?" For the Lakers and. So one day I was at uh, on campus and we noticed I was with some friends and we noticed like um, a camera crew and like, you know, this this production going on. Um, and we were like, oh, what's going on? So we walked a little closer and there was a trampoline set up. And um, and all of a sudden we saw Kobe and Kobe was out there jumping on the trampoline with a ball 
and this photographer was taking photos of him in midair. So he was jumping up and like posing like he's going to slam it. And it was just so cool to watch him like in this like creative, you know, um, set basically. And it was like this, this enigma, <laughs> this energy of like, oh, that's, that's Kobe over there, you know? So that was pretty cool. That's like the, the closest I've ever gotten to him. Um, but yeah, man, shout out to Kobe. Thank you for asking about him. Yeah, of course, man. I, I couldn't do this podcast without doing it. So, man, this has been straight fire. I got one more question. We're saving the mm -hmm. best for last over here. Sure. <laughs> so, man, you kind of actually touched on this, but um, just like a different perspective, maybe a final takeaway here. What's been the greatest lesson or piece of advice received that has made the biggest impact on you? Yeah, yeah. So that that up to you um that up to you phrase is what i touched on earlier and 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 that's what's coming to mind right now but really like you know then another thing that's going on with me lately is i'm realizing that time goes by pretty fast you know i mean i'm looking back on all those memories i mean it's just like it's like that you know and i think one of the big lessons that we're here to learn is to slow it all down enjoy it all even in the dark times even in the frustrating times this is our life it's a beautiful experience so whatever's going on with all of us let's find ways to slow it down so that we can enjoy it right let's not look too far back let's not look too far ahead let's try to stay in the moment more than than we than more than we think is possible because it's possible to just be here right now with meta awareness right and be be a king, be a wizard, be a sage right here, right now. We don't have to wait till the big kingdom is built. We don't have to wait till we get all the knowledge and learn how to manifest like a wizard or give it all away like a sage or fly through the night sky like a galactic traveler. We can, we can start to experience those things now, you know? And so that's what I would say is like, it's up to us to choose that. And then it's up to us to practice that. Man. That's, that's such a great perspective to end this. Like every day is truly a new life. So guys make the most of it every single moment that surfers mentality wave by wave, waiting for the right one to come and just taking that moment in. And we can do that on a daily, daily practices with our daily lives here. Like we're washing the dishes, be present with those dishes, <laughs> like little things right. like that. Um, we can always take moments to be more mindful. So I love that you touched on that. So now, Aaron, this has been amazing. Let us know how we can support you now. I got the book here, The Inspired Athlete. We're going to drop that in the show notes below so everyone can get their copy. But yeah, let us know like what else you have going on or something that you're looking forward to so we can get involved. I appreciate it, Dan. This is awesome. Um, yeah, the best place is to give me a follow on Instagram at AWEXLA, AWEXLA. Um, and then my podcast, I'd love, uh, I'd love for you guys to check it out. My podcast is called Within the Game. Um, the, the best place to find it is on YouTube, uh, but you can find it on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. But I'm really having fun with the podcast, like, you know, like the journey that you're on too, you know, just sharing ideas and, you know, connecting with people like in this format. It's just so expansive and it's opened up my mind and my opportunities and my network so much. So speaking of appreciation, I'm very appreciative for, for the podcasting platform. Um, and the ability to connect with so many 
beautiful people, right? Um, so yeah, check me out there. And I'm excited about, well, I'm excited about this conversation right here. You know, this was awesome and I appreciate it. And uh, maybe looking forward to round two sometime. Yeah, of course, man. And highly encourage you guys to check out Aaron's podcast. If you're looking to elevate your performance, play a bigger game, just, you know, get that inspired athlete mindset. He's got some amazing guests on there. And, you know, we talk about optimizing performance here. They do it as well over there and those elite athletes. So definitely check that out. You guys are going to love it. Aaron, thank you so much for impacting us today. You are empowering future generations with life lessons and skills that will continue to grow and better their lives and those around them in turn. You lead by example with your willingness to give back and to do the right thing. And humanity is a better and brighter place because of you. I'm so grateful to have you in my life and to continue evolving with you. Oh, thanks so much, Dan. Love what you're doing too. Appreciate you. Are you ready to take charge of your health and transform your life? Well, get ready because we have the solution for you. Introducing the Nova Fusion 21 Day Wellness and Resilience Challenge, the ultimate program designed to stack massive momentum, achieve peak performance, and spark your transformation. In just 21 days, you can experience a total wellness revolution. Our challenge is jam-packed with daily inspiration, education, downloadable resources, and exciting challenges to keep you fired up and on track. But that's not all. When you join the challenge, you'll also become a member of our exclusive Nova Fusion family. Together, we'll support and uplift one another as we continue to grow and thrive. Unlock the secrets of the world's best wellness and resilience practices to stay mentally and physically fit for a lifetime. From renewing healing practices to transformative high-performance techniques, we've got you covered. And here's something that sets us apart. I believe in these practices so much that I'm offering a money-back guarantee. That's right, if you don't see results, you can get your money back so you have absolutely nothing to lose but everything to gain. So what are you waiting for? Take advantage of this limited time opportunity right now. Go to novafusion.co slash challenge to sign up and embark on the journey of a lifetime. Let's spark your transformation together. I can't wait to see you on the other side.